0: Suds. Suds. It's time for more
2: Suds. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another Suds segment. Yes, ladies and gents, it is that time. It's where good beer meets really bad radio. I am one of your hostesses. Well, actually, your only hostess, good old gal Juliana. And with me today at the table is good old boy Dave.
3: Greetings, citizens. Marvel at the sight of my well oiled, glistening masculinity. <laughs> Wait, please <Yes. laughs> do not leave
0: our show right away. Okay, there is a lot more entertaining things than Dave in this episode. Okay? What the
2: heck was that? <laughs>
3: How? It's
0: my,
2: so let me get this it's my straight. New,
3: it's my new greeting. You put more time into thinking about your opening. Oh, you're opening monologue, then actually putting the script together. Is that right? Okay, good.
0: All right. I just want to make sure I got that down.
2: Priorities, I guess. Priorities. Okay. And next to him is good old boy Tim.
1: I don't get
3: a space ghost intro. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have your own uh,
1: sound pad? Uh, I would like one. (laughs) Just, just Just press one of the buttons to intro me there.
4: That's the one I thought he was going to ask.
1: I was worried.
0: I'm afraid what Bud need pick for me. I'm not going to ask <laughs> oh, for I, that. I've got one. Oh, I know you do. Yes.
2: And also with us today, that you have heard him already is good old boy Mike.
0: You know, I've tried to make sure that my choice of the seating chart is at least within a proximity to Dave, which is out of arm's length, you know, <laughs> so. It's all about strategy, right? Whose
3: who's protection is that for? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> you know, you're the man with the buttons, and I know exactly which button I'm going to get. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, button pushers. Well, today's episode is a bottle share, and we all know how much we love bottle shares.
4: I don't like sharing. hmm
2: <laughs> Really? <laughs> Says the guy with all the weird buttons. Um, each host has brought a bottle or two that they wanted to share with the group, I'm so we can sure try it.
4: Yeah, I'm
0: quite certain we know who violated the one bottle rule.
2: And she's damn proud. You know? She's <laughs> damn proud. Yeah. So we share it with the group, and we try it, and taste it, and give some notes, and say some words, and probably hit a few buttons. And there's that. Um, good old boy Dave, why don't you give us a suds ratings? speaking of buttons.
3: Okay, let's see if I can read this uninterrupted. We'll be discussing and rating these beers with these suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two. Was that a belch? Three. Three. Ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound. Uh, 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 And number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another.
4: uh,
0: (laughs) I think the over-under on Dave getting that right was actually 3.7. If you
3: were betting.
2: (laughs) What, no we, button to push? Uh,
3: he, he, <laughs> you know what? Right now he's pushing the
1: buttons. <laughs> <laughs> We're just impressed. We're amazed.
2: We Robert are.
4: sucks. I think that <laughs> sucks. I think it sucks.
2: Okay. Well, this sud's episode is brought to us by
3: the law offices of Scratchers Day Scratchers J Scratcherton, attorney at law. Are you a kitty? Do you need representation? Contact Scratchers J. Scratcherton, attorney at law. Scratchers J. Scratcherton, attorney at law. She might be a kitty, she gives injustice the claw. Scratchers J. Scratcherton is not licensed to practice law in any of the 50 states. <laughs>
4: You know, God, it's just
0: one of those moments where whatever's going through Dave's head is just—it's scary.
1: Yes, like part of you wants an insight into what's up in that (laughs) head, but part of you wants no part of it as well. Stay far away. (laughs) Oh man, I
4: don't know what
3: you guys are talking about. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: (laughs) We love our sponsors. We love, love, love our sponsors. Mm -hmm, Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Real
3: and imaginary.
2: True, okay, well, um, let's kick this party. Let's get this party started. Um, good old boy Dave, what beer did you bring today for us to try and dissect?
0: So is there a song involved with the beer? Uh, I, so. I, I really hope so
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> What kind of jingle do we have for the first beer? I don't know what their theme song is. <laughs> I can barely pronounce the name of this beer. So I brought a uh, voku Haila which is a MyBach slash Hellesbach from local option uh, Beerwerker in Illinois, Lincoln Park in Chicago to be exact. Uh, This is, again, a MyBach. It is 6.5% ABV. It's a rotating availability. Uh, Vokuhila or Hila, whichever, depends on where in Germany you're from, is a strong lager developed and brewed by our local option Beerwerker. This Hellesbach is golden in color with a large, creamy, persistent white head, aromatically driven by robust toast and bread notes derived from con- oh, continental, I almost said controversial, uh, European malts, pale malts with moderate, spicy, noble German hops. Vokuhila will be appreciated by uh, something and mullet enthusiasts alike enthusiasts. Why can't I read, Mike? <laughs> Just think everything <laughs> as
0: a dick and chain book.
3: Yeah. So, uh, Vokuhila is definitely a lager. Uh, as a Maybach, you know, a lot of those, they're sweeter than a lot of the other uh, German lagers. Uh, they're made for springtime consumption, so this one might be a little... We're a little more summertime right now, but uh, it's got a nice, uh, sweet start and it finishes fairly crisp. Uh, good head on it when it was first poured. As it warms up, the sweetness is coming out a little bit more. Um, I like this beer, I think it's uh, it's good. It's not great, but I'd like to try it fresh on tap at uh, some point to see what the difference is. But I give this a three. <coughs>
2: Good boy, Tim. What would you think about this beer?
1: Did it say what Hila" means? Did you say that? Uh, Harem" in Car. German. <laughs> that's what I thought. That okay. stands for BS <laughs> in Davis, and that's, <laughs> that's what that stands that for. That sounds accurate. <laughs> I echo a lot of things. It's It's a nice, clean lager taste that also has a good bit of sweetness. It's kind of like caramelly sweetness, but also almost raisin-like in, in the way that some, like, Belgian grains can be. And, yeah, there's, it would be interesting to taste fresh. I think some of the flavors might have been subdued a little bit um, since since it was first made to be tapped and poured. But I did enjoy this beer a lot. It's, it's well-made, and it's just a nice, clean flavor for my box.
3: So Voku Hila means mullet in
1: German. Mullet. So that's why it's for the mullet yeah. enthusiast. Business in front, party in the back. Uh,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: You get that clean lager up front. It's nice and tidy and uh, ger- very German. And then in the back, boom! I didn't see that smacks almost elaborate like rat tail a type thing going. Can right you now. hear me nodding my head? Going, this is. This, this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it, but if I was thinking this beer, I'd say it's kind of a mullet. So I gave it a three. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good old boy, Mike, what did you
0: think of this beer? Well, it's interesting. This has changed, you know, as uh, the temperature has moved through this beer. Um, The thing I noticed when we had it uh, super cold um, was a very crisp finish. In fact, I actually, I did not know what this was other than the name uh, when Dave poured this in the glass for me. And I actually, I remember, I was like, hmm, is this a lager? And he goes, yes. And I go, yeah, that says that. Very crisp finish, but I think the thing that's very um, confusing is you have all these sugars that are kind of around it as well. Uh, I also wrote down nice, pleasing malt. Uh, very n- unusual style because you have all of the this sweet characteristic. And I usually don't have um, a lager that really is combined with maybe this much sugar. Uh, to me, I thought it was more indicative of um, Hellas in terms of a style. Um I, I thought it was uh, very intriguing. Uh, I like the uniqueness of this. The fact that it is a lager and it had that crisp element to it really kind of kept me coming back for it. Um, so, my sedge rating for the Voku Vico Voco yes, Voko Voko
1: Haram, <laughs> my
0: uh, sedge rating is going to be a three.
3: And now that we know that it means mullet, the goat. With the mullet on the label makes a lot more sense.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So you're just going to walk into the store and go, I am looking for that bear with that goat and the mullet on it. You know what I'm talking about? A little pink.
1: Looks like Joe Dirt. Are are mullets popular in Germany? I know they are a lot of places Uh, you wouldn't expect.
0: Probably definitely in the Scandinavian
1: countries, you know, with all the
0: metal metal, bands. Yeah. Yeah, You know, there's probably still raging on there, but. Uh, how do you say goat in German? Uh, goat in German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting for somebody to sit down and go, you know, I'm going to make this style of beer up front. And um, that's kind of one of the things that I like about this. It's just kind of unique kind of uh, in, in an offering. This is
1: something you just don't see that often. Well, these yeah.
3: guys do a lot of German styles, and uh, they like
1: metal, so... It was kind of hard to pin down. There were kind of almost conflicting things going on. Like, like you said, the clean flavor and the sugars don't always go together.
2: We'll be back in just a minute.
5: Rolling clouds and crashing surf. Iridescent dunes reflecting by the light of a rising, glowing moon. Seashore mesmerizing, night breeze hypnotizing. We've come across these back roads none too soon. Look to the On the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through open roads and open windows. My hand is yours forever, sweet
2: love. Welcome back, everyone. We're in the middle of an episode where we are doing a bottle share and, um. Today we're talking about, or at the moment we're talking about, good old boy Dave's beer that he brought in from local option.
3: Haiku Hila, Voku Heila.
2: <laughs> which is
1: Vokuhila. German for mullet. Yes, yeah, so and we were smell just smell my mullet.
2: <laughs> we were just discussing the beautiful label, how it's got like this really gorgeous shade of pink with the goat
0: with the mullet. I'm just gra- glad there's no theme song that Dave has rolling through his head for you know a goat with a mullet. German goat Muller I knew song. this was this is this is why I'm just not suggesting this. It's kind
1: of like Duha. You
3: you you really want a German goat <clears throat> Muller no, song? No, I don't. No, you I, want it? No, I really don't. You need it? If there's some cellular level. It's calling to you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's something calling, but that's not it. right
2: Mike Rhine. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> how do yeah. you like
3: this beer, Juliana?
2: Um I liked it. Uh you know this time of year I think this style is really nice. I want to say that it's springy, summery, whatever. Um cuz that crispness really is is just a nice departure from all the barley wines and stouts you, that we've had through the winter.
3: Can you taste the goat?
2: Um the little go- hints goat of hoof. goat hair? Little hints of goat hair?
3: I did get some hair <laughs> in from my glass and I thought it might have been Tim's, but maybe it was the goat. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to. That take was that. weird. <laughs> that was just
4: it was uh, similar. I, I moving yeah, on. Moving
2: yeah, on. Yeah, moving on. Um. I thought this was a really nice beer. Um, Obviously very crisp, even crisper in the beginning when it was, you know, just brought out from the fridge. Um, Nice malt flavor. um, And then as it warmed up, it got a little bit sweeter, a little too sweet for me, but that's just me. I would drink it again, and I gave it a three.
3: If you drink the dregs from the bottom... The goat really comes out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've seen Dave make that face in a long time. He was like like looking for a spittoon bucket or something. He was like, I I can't, like, (laughs) I can't, like, hurl this right right. back into the glass. So that would be rude. But
2: you okay there, buddy?
3: You know me, Mister Manners, (laughs) right? Mm, Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: Okay. Moving on. Good Good old boy Tim. What fine specimen of a beer did you bring with you today?
1: Today I brought a bottle of Creeping Jenny, not to known as also known as Creeper Jenny.
2: Hello,
3: Jenny.
1: <laughs> we got twelve Jennies.
3: Yo, my girlfriend, Jimmy. you always be my girl. Did you
4: just say Jimmy? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> what does a, that
3: mean? That I said Jimmy instead of Jenny? <laughs> mm.
0: There's a lot going on in between this whole
3: conversation.
2: <laughs> Anyways, well. do tell. Do tell.
1: Anyways, <laughs> uh, Creeping Jenny, not Jimmy, is a uh, it's an Appalachian farmhouse saison and it was brewed at Fontaflora in Morganton, North Carolina with their friends from Scratch Brewing Company from Ava, Illinois. The thing keeps going through my head is, do you have to have all your natural teeth in order to brew this style of beer? I know there was a banjo involved at some point, probably a fiddle. Questionable uh, family
3: heritage, and all from the same
1: family tree. Absolutely, <laughs> yes,
3: a bamboo
1: tree.
4: <laughs> Very few branches. Yeah, those right. just Turning in.
1: Well, if they're keeping it in the family, I want them to keep doing it. Cause this beer is awesome. It's really good. It's this really light, uh, citrusy saison that's a uh, mixed culture, so it has a nice acidity and has a nice sour flavor to it. It's brewed with a lot of pretty interesting ingredients like foraged uh, spruce tips, green walnuts, ale hoof, tup- tulip poplar, and oh, and some hops, obviously. Not obviously, actually, when it comes to scratch. But I guess the ale hoof is the creeping Jenny, or Charlie, or creeping Charlie, or cat's foot, or, or roaming uh, dog, or st- howling pillow, stinky or-
3: pinky. I I don't know. There's like a lot of <laughs> names
1: that goes by.
2: Um, And a side note, um, thanks to the University of Kentucky College of Agriculture, Food, and Environment. You want
3: to learn something about inbreeding?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) No, the tulip poplar is um, closely related to the magnolia that is... Yeah, yeah. then it is related to a tulip or a poplar tree, which is really <laughs> quite interesting.
3: But magnolia was already taken, so they're like, well,
4: crap. I don't sure. like tulips.
2: However, Hang the on tulip a poplar is the state. Let me, let me stick that state. right there in the file of what?
0: completely useless information. <laughs> but, Go ahead. Please continue. Uh, well, but what did they use? The,
4: the
2: tree? The, yeah, so... Well they probably use the flowers that are off the tree and yeah. the flowers kind of look almost like a tulipy shape to them. Anyways, but the point popular. is is that it's the state tree of Kentucky. So I thought this was interesting that Scratch, who is from Indiana. And Illinois. Illinois, I- Illinois sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Band,
0: once again. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: and Fontaflora, which is not from Kentucky, would pick a tree South, from, from- South Carolina. Right, so would pick a tree from North Carolina. <laughs> <North laughs> Th-
1: Band, once again.
2: So- Obviously Kentucky's in the middle, Stay but Stay tuned for our
1: next episode. <laughs> Why did they pass this Tennessee? It's like a over,
3: bad but? geography lesson. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: They
1: should have put some some bearded irises in this or something. They skipped uh, over Tennessee for maybe. Kentucky.
2: But the point is is that they picked the state tree of Kentucky. So maybe they have somebody that is from there.
1: Does it say that it's edible? But chin? maybe the flowers are
3: maybe okay. they were going to meet somewhere to brew. And that was like the most like in the middle place. <laughs> and they were like, OK, well, here's some tree. No, well, it said
1: it was brewed in North Carolina. Oh, well,
3: <laughs> well, then it makes no sense. Tim makes
1: no sense. Anyways,
2: anyways, talk about the beer.
3: <laughs> talk about your creepy Jenny. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, the best way I can describe the beer is like having um, a, pot, a pot of herbal tea because there's like six different things, at least, going on with it all at once. And the flavors I'm getting from it are, are kind of lemony. Um, spe- I get some spearmint. I get some some chamomile. And I get some flavors like, you know, you read Ale Hoof and Tulip Poplar and you drink a tea and it has seven things. I don't know what half of those are, to be honest. I know what rose petals are. But I know <laughs> what they taste like on their own no i don't <laughs> so it's that sort of thing here you which don't is, want to go to
0: a rose petal tasting
1: i know what they smell like i, I, I would if you know a guy <laughs> well yeah Mike, Mike you should not admit that in public <laughs> I, i'm just telling you know
0: <laughs>
3: see tim at Kroger, where are we going we're going to a rose
0: petal tasting please yeah. hold my hand it's oh, fabulous
3: <laughs> fabulous
1: <laughs> take take time to i could
3: see you two fellas at a rose tasting contest
1: yeah. Yeah. The silk you do all right. Some seersucker suits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little derby hat maybe.
2: And an ascot. Oh yes. <laughs> if
1: you need a plus one, Mike, let me know.
4: <laughs>
1: so anyways. Be careful, Tim's a snuggler. <laughs> <laughs> they call me creeping Jenny. Creeping Jimmy, as Dave calls
4: <laughs> sir, creeping, creeping Timmy. Whatsoever. Creeping Jimmy. Yes.
3: So, uh what would you rate this beer Creeping well, Timmy?
1: This beer got me all excited and flustered. It's excellent. It really is a, a a great collaboration between the two breweries and I gave it a 5.
0: The thing I can hear right now is is people going through their head going, "Okay, I could have watched, I could have listened to the Splendid Table or this
3: and the <laughs> the thing i hear is thousands of radios turning off on
1: the <laughs> they're giving themselves a pat on the back for making the right choice today all right i'm gonna i'm with about this. to make it entertaining all right so oh, oh well
4: <laughs> we're like 14 minutes
3: in why start now
0: right yeah so uh creeping jenny from Flora and scratch brewing um you know uh the things that chem was choosing to describe the taste of this were nearly identical to some of the same things that I wrote down. Um, So I'm just going to say them, but in a different order. Very herbal, lemon quality, almost like a lemonade uh, aspect to it. Um, There were hints of mint uh, that were kind of coming off this. uh, Very unique combination. I don't think I've had anything quite like this um, ever, in in a beer anyway. Just very tasty. I just... Uh love this all day long. my um, said's rating for creeping Jenny is gonna be a five. Mike love it long time. Yeah, very much so.
2: Hi, now it's my turn. Um I really, really dug this on so many levels. And yeah, like in terms of collaboration, it's it's perfectly spot on because as this warmed, I tasted more like a scratchy beer. Initially, I tasted a Fonda Flora beer. Is your
4: that,
0: throat kind of itchy? Or? This would have been better with ale hoof from Ohio.
2: Are you sure? Yeah. Mike's uh, an ale hoof <laughs>
3: connoisseur. He's had a lot of hooves in his mouth.
2: You'd be surprised.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. As more I smell it, oh, yeah, totally. If they'd use Ohio ale hoof, yeah. Hopefully <laughs> they're listening.
2: <laughs> well, maybe next time. Hopefully someone's some. listening. It might be hard to harvest. Who knows? But, this, you know, like, as collaboration beers go, you're you're right. You're so spot on because I it, I, I can't. I wish they could do more collabs together because I, I think they just feed off each other in terms of what That's their niches they do. And <laughs> I, I think it's really cool. That being said, this is such a unique beer. It's so hard to describe it because as it warms it up, tastes like a beautiful paint stripper. No, <laughs> it doesn't no. paint like a paint stripper. But thanks, Dave. Is it beautiful? Have you had paint stripper recently? <laughs>
3: have you met me? No, paint chip kid.
0: He
2: was the paint chip
4: kid. Oh. Always get those things confused. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: The other people have that thing with their eye
3: that, you know,
0: oh. yeah, he didn't have that.
3: <laughs> Walleye. <laughs> Your one eye just keeps going over and staring <laughs> right? at the wall. Yeah. it works
0: well in drive-throughs. You know, well, you yeah. don't really know whether you're looking straight or at the drive thru menu. Right. <laughs>
2: right?
3: Yeah. Just watch those sharp turns.
0: Those are people that do paint stripper. Yeah. Oh so, my yeah. god,
2: that's so bad. <laughs> no, but as this warmed up, more and more flavors came out, and it just became. It was. It was just so cool. But again, it's so hard to describe because, it's. It's very. It's earthy. But it's light. There's sweetness, but there's like a dirtiness to it too. I I mean, which I attribute to a lot of scratch beers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, when I think of scratch, I, I I think of like dirty deciduousy kind of beers. Hippies? that makes. You're talking about hippies, aren't you? There could be some hippies. Well, sure. What's a lot of
0: those? You know, the tree elements that they, yeah, use in all, like I think we have the sumac and another scratch beer, right? Yeah, yep. right. The sumac one, anyways,
2: just absolutely stunning. And I can't wait to see what their next collaboration is going to be. I'm just gonna, you know, start a Facebook page. Send me more
0: right. Jenny.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, I gave this a five. <laughs> Little boy Dave, what'd you think of
3: this beer? Well, where should I start?
2: The beginning. Of
3: all the creeping beers I've had, this is by far the best. Uh, I just, for the record, I don't think it tastes like paint stripper, even a beautiful one. Although it may taste like a beautiful stripper. (laughs) So, wow. Well, you know, the last third of
0: our audience just clicked off again,
3: (laughs) or maybe clicked on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Did you hear him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's tune in.
3: So I thought there was a a peppery note uh, to the aroma for me and and a little bit in the finish, uh, which I think would be part of the Saison yeast probably. Uh, There's a lot of herbal notes, which I don't know if anybody's talked about those. (laughs) I don't think uh, so. Not uh, yet. Can you touch on it? Mint and stuff. Yeah, I don't know why you guys didn't even talk about that. all the different flavors. Uh, Anyways, uh, what was I (laughs) Hmm, anybody got any paint chips no uh anyway so I really like this beer I think um it, it's very exciting to to try something from scratch always because you never know what sort of flavors they'll incorporate into something and and I'm becoming more and more of a fan of fontaflore as well uh inbreeding aside I think this beer is fantastic and I'm gonna give it a five <laughs>
1: Maybe Appalachian Cezanne means that all the yeast are related. Actually, I
3: should have said alleged.
0: What do you think is bringing in the mint in this beer? I can't figure it out. It's not the spruce. I don't
3: think that's it. No. Something else. Got to be that creeper.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what the green walnut attributes as well.
3: You know, I'm allergic to walnuts, so by all rights, I should be dead right now. That's why you um, look yeah,
1: like that. So I picked up the bottle to read the
0: ingredients like on the back, and that's the uh, thing I can't quite figure out is how did they get that mint-like quality off this because it works really well. Mm-hmm. So.
1: It does.
2: Mm. Cool. Good old boy, Mike. What did you bring to today's little fun show? Well, so- <laughs> <laughs> if
1: so, uh, still listening.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I brought, a, I brought a beer from a brewery called Licking Hole Creek. Say that again. <laughs> Not that fast. Um, Licking Hole Creek is in Virginia. Is that racist? Feels racist. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, it, through this whole discussion, um, so geographically to help you guys understand where they're at in the state of Virginia, they are north of uh, west of uh, Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> Maybe about a half hour. <clears throat> the. Uh, hang on a second. <clears throat> I was got something and caught in my licking hole. Um, I, think they're,
3: I think they're just north of the taint, right?
0: Uh, well, they're in a town uh, called Goochland, uh, is uh, actually where they're located. And Goochland is uh, licking holes in between Goochland and Fife. So there you go. It sure is. Yep. I know you're, you know, right where this is at now,
1: right? Yes. Oh, it's in my head,
4: unfortunately.
0: Well, so this is, uh, uh, one of the beers uh, we walked away uh, with um, tasting a whole bunch of stuff through that area last year. And uh, this is from a, a series at Licking Hole called the Estate Series, which uh, there are several things that they release in this line that are only available in a limited you know, capacity. And they're supposed to have you know kind of their finest ingredients and the best beers. You know they, they probably have out.
3: to limit it. I mean, you don't want your licking hole to dry up. Yeah.
0: Well, you know it's all about having fresh licking hole. So sure. Um, this <laughs> particular wine is the Rosemary Saison. It, it's a Virginia farmhouse ale um, that we're having here today from the Licking Hole Creek Estate Series. Um, this is from batch number six for those of you that are looking, uh, for this in particular. Um, you know, I had several things from, um, from this brewery, uh, through this period of time, you know, it's a bitter hit, hit or miss. They really do have some things they've had some great, uh, some nice awards for. Um, I like the Virginia black bear, which is actually their Russian Imperial stout, um, they also have a nugget ale called Nuclear Nugget that was kind of interesting as well. And I remember actually having Nuclear Nugget at the same time that is it Tregs makes uh, Nugget Nugget Nectars that that's the name of it. Yeah, um, it's also another uh, Nugget uh, uh, Nugget uh, hop uh, beer, um, and I actually liked uh, Nuclear Nugget better than than that kind of dour hard reference standard. So. But it has been kind of some hit or miss, you know, across our product line. I had not had this previously before today. And so I thought this was a good experience to share it with all of you. My tasting notes here on Lickin' Holes Rosemary Saison Virginia Farmhouse Ale. How many times pause. you get a, a snicker every time I say that. Uh, my tasting notes are it's kind of malty, earthy. It's a tad bitter, it has a dry finish. Um, the There's a herbal bitterness bitterness quality to this and that does not work um actually i wrote the word off-putting um and i just did not think this was all coming together in great harmony just i don't know something it was just not working with this um i kept on rooting for it and going there's something here i will tell you it got better as it got warmer
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Totally did.
0: Um, But definitely when it was fresh and cold, it just uh, did not work very well. And it was really the finish was the thing. My sedge rating for the Licking Hole, Rosemary Saison, is going to be a two.
2: I thought this was interesting at first. Uh, Rosemary is such a hard herb to work with, though, as witnessed by some of good old boy Dave's beers <laughs> in the past that have turned into brines for turkeys. But anyways and Pork chops. <laughs> <Marinades>. pork
3: it's <laughs> great marinade for pork chops.
2: Yeah. Um, we'll discuss this in just a minute. Just
5: the destination But baby, the whole elation, Riding down this lover's avenue As the willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Roads and open windows. My hand is yours forever, sweet love. Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view.
2: Welcome back, everyone. We are in the middle of a licking hole. No. Licking hole, take <laughs> um A bottle <laughs> share. <sighs> Yes. And good old boy Mike was kind enough to bring a beer from Licking Hole Brewery. Creek, Creek, Creek. 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 Licking creek. Hole Creek Craft Brewery. If
3: you say Creek, it's not dirty.
1: Do you think they're okay. ever going to make a Licking Hole Creek Creek?
2: <laughs> Maybe. oh That'd be cool. There's an idea.
1: There yeah, there is. is. They can have it for free. Genius. So- I'll take one bottle. <laughs>
2: So the beer that we're discussing is from their uh, Licking Hole Creek Estate Series Rosemary Saison Virginia Farmhouse Ale. Um, And I liked it better as it warmed up. It had a little creaminess at the the end, which was a redeeming quality for me. Um, A little sharp with the rosemary flavor and a little sharp in, I want to say mineral content or something like that from the water. That just was a little strange for me. Um, It was okay. Maybe I'll try some of their other stuff next time I'm in that part of Virginia. And I'm giving it a three.
0: So I have a blueberry stout.
4: Uh, that maybe we'll
0: have from them in this same estate series. So I was debating which one of those to bring today, and I decided to bring the
3: Saison. Sometimes it's hard to know which licking hole you want to go with. A lot of good options. (laughs) You know, it can look good, but then once you taste it, you're like, Uh, I I can
0: almost hear them on the phone. Yes, my lawyer. Yeah, now, Mm -hmm. right, correct. I want a draft by the end of the day. Yeah.
1: Hey, listen. I didn't name it. I didn't name the brewery. You
3: picked Licking Hole Creek as your name. You know what? In Goochtown. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I have like. Why
1: didn't they go with (laughs)
3: Goochtown? You
0: know, I have like this thing playing through my head of some guys that do. You know. Uh, civil war reenactments you know out of williamsburg that are you know popping out of the woodwork going you my grandfather is that looking whole and he just kicked yeah. the crap out of them yankees and i can't be yeah. making fun of my town blah, blah. you know probably yeah. Right. yeah something like that and i'll just go well there he is dave standing right there everyone <laughs> in the everyone in the gooch family away.
3: you know all the gooches are probably like what's so funny about you know, all this. I'm
0: sure it's a wonderful the, place. The proud yes.
3: looking holiness. <laughs> Is that what they call the Pope? The Licking Holiness? Oh, the beer. Anyway, that's I think we've had all the fun we're gonna have with Licking Hole. <laughs> so um I I this beer really did get better as it warmed up. Um, yes, I brewed a really terrible homebrew <laughs> with rosemary. <laughs> and it was a better marinade than it was a beer. So thanks for bringing that up <clears throat> three years later, Juliana. <laughs> oh,
4: oh, oh, yes. But,
3: uh, whatever. Women and elephants never forget. So true. <laughs> Very true. Anyways, I, I, I think uh, it did get a lot better. I do think there's still something a little weird about how it finishes, but um, it's not a bad beer. I, and I definitely have heard that a lot of their other beers are really good. So. Um, I would be anxious to try them. I'm going to give this one a three.
4: Good
2: old boy Tim, what'd you think of this beer?
1: Yeah, I think rosemary does seem like one of those flavors that's a little tough to use uh, in a beer, and so you know maybe it's one of those where they're going up against the deck stacked against them. But uh, it, the beer was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't great as everyone said. Again, it really did get better as it warmed up. I didn't taste much rosemary in the beginning, um, and I tasted that a lot more. I think one thing that would improve this beer is if they backed off of the, the malt body of it. I don't know if it was caramel or what specialty malts. Um, it has a certain caramel color to it, but it, it, I don't know. I think it took away from from the cleanness or, or something like that, and there was that medicinal flavor, which or herbal medicinal flavor. Maybe it came from the way rosemary was used, or maybe it's from somewhere else. But it's not. Yeah, it was not working. not what you want, really. Um, but again, I didn't think the beer was fine. I got some saison flavor, but you really don't even taste the saison flavor coming through. It's all the wrong sorts of things. But uh, again, not a terrible beer, but it's just. Tough ingredients. So I gave this a three. Wow.
2: Cool. Okay. Good old
3: Juliana. I hear you have at least one beer you would like to share.
0: Well, so I had one uh, suggestion. Why don't we do these both at the same time? Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, it's I like know. one and a half yeah. beers. In the- so. Oh, let's
3: all yeah. pour them both into one cup and drink No, my way. no, I am not
0: doing
2: oh, that okay. right there, Eddie. Yeah. So the beer, two dry logs, are ish, <laughs> that I brought with me today, um, in honor of Shelton Brothers announcing their um festival in Atlanta this year, um, which is always an interesting fest, and hopefully we'll be going again this year. Um, is from a Shelton Brothers distributed brewery called. Dry log, and um, it the name itself is uh, Dutch influenced, and um, it's from Millvale, Pennsylvania, which is um, just outside of Pittsburgh. For those people that a lot of scrapple are keeping. Up with you guys are all hearing our mouths
0: smacking as we're all re- going back and tasting these again. So you're, oh, not, you're so, not like miss you're not like uh, getting that wrong. That really is us
4: smacking our lips.
2: Okay, so. so, anyways, um, the interesting thing about Dennis, the head brewer/slash owner of Dry Leg, and um, A, he's a vet. So, Dennis, thank, thank, you, thank you for, you your, for service. your service. Awesome. But B, while he was in between um tours and in Europe, he He happened to be in Belgium, I believe, and started drinking some beer from there and got interested in that, mixed in them with the fact that he has a science background, the wheels started turning, and he's like, well, hey, maybe I can make something really cool. And his is like a really cool little brewery that could, and what I brought today is the Yodeler, which is their Belgian-inspired barley wine, okay, wrap that around your head, but what's cool about these two bottles that I brought is one is a bourbon barrel-aged version and the other one is a port barrel-aged version. But to make it even more interesting, after it's been aged in these barrels, it has also been sprayed with C. And we know how we love our Brett. Yes. So um, I'm going to start off with the bourbon version. The bourbon version was sweet to begin with, but as it warmed up, my god, this thing has got this like really cool creaminess and vanilliness. I mean
0: Vanilliness.
2: Vanilliness, yes. It's more it's more of a traditionally uh, barley wine style than as it, and especially as it warms up, it's more barley winey. Um barley winey
1: <laughs> and vanilla- vanilliness. vanilliness. and barley winey. Vanilla exists.
2: Yeah. And it's almost like bordering on being a really cool dessert because even as it warms even more, I'm getting more toffiness and more dark fruitiness out of it that you would expect out of a barley wine. So really great on that end. Then you get the port version and the wine infused barrel on this thing is just stunning, I think, but in a completely different way. Um, And the bread and the port... Like, sort of play with each other and have this really neat marriage. Anyways, I'm giving them both a four because I like them so Uh, much. uh, uh, Good old boy Dave, what did you think of these beers?
4: Like, how much of this would you need to drink to die? (laughs) That's a good question. Not too much of
2: it.
3: 13.2%. I don't, to my knowledge, I don't know that Belgians are known for their barley wines, but I, I get it. You know, um, and I like these beers. I like the port when it's cold more than the bourbon, but as they warmed up, I think I like the bourbon more than the port. Um, yes, port gets a little sharp, but I, I think these are really cool, very interesting. I'm not certain how much the Brett impacted him. Um, at 13.2 percent, most Brett I think would die, but that's cool. Um, I like these <clears throat> both a lot, and I would give them each a four.
2: Uh, uh, uh. good old boy tim what did you think of these beers
1: well i've got to say thank you for bringing two bottles and not one because these these i really love these beers i think they're really interesting um i think you mentioned him being a vet and and one thing i think is interesting about the the rise of craft beer way back in the day um you know in the days of anchor beginning and that sort of thing a lot of the people that drove craft beer whether they're consumers or some of the manufacturers there were people that came back from all these tours in Europe and drank all this great beer and they came back to the US and they couldn't get anything good and they had developed this taste for, I mean a lot of lagers but really honestly just flavor and so. You mean Bud and Coors?
0: I was just it done about to say <laughs> oh, I actually no. have a theme song from uh, the those, King of Beers
4: playing through my head. I'm pretty those. sure one of
3: those is <laughs> called the Champagne of Beers dude. Sure, so. yeah.
1: Oh yeah those, that's true, all that flavor they that's yeah. Tiny I'm, Bubbles. I'm mistaken. <laughs> But that's what I, these beers, man, these two beers have so much flavor. It's crazy. Like uh, barley wine itself obviously is going to have enough flavor. And then you throw a Belgian twist to it, you barrel age it, and then you put brett in it. It's like, but I, it, it's not too much for me, to be honest. Um, it's a 13% beer, which is a lot. But if you drink it knowing it's 13% and don't drink it thinking it's 5%, it's, it's pretty good. So... The difference is, uh, a lot of the things Dave said, I liked the port a lot more, especially when it's cold. Warmed up, I like the bourbon a little more, and I'm starting to taste the brett, but I was I was wondering where it was, because it's really sweet, and you don't get sweet brett beers, so yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that alcohol drove it away. Um, but And then, I, I do sort of get like a slight Belgian yeasty flavor to the barley wine, um, if that makes sense. So, I was really impressed with these beers, there's so much going on, but as I drink them more, I'm... Um, I just like the complexity, so I gave the bourbon a four and the port a five. Wow! No. Also, I have a I have a current love affair with port and in a fascination with it, so it probably influenced. My vote. Hmm.
0: He used to come to good old boy Mike's house. Dum I'm there. Dum, dum, yeah. <laughs> taste some rose mm-hmm. petals. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, who's not invited to the port fest.
4: Ooh, <laughs> rose petal
3: infused. Wow.
0: port ascot Nice in the drawer then. I'm going to oh, send well. you back to licking holes. One way there. <laughs> With your
1: mulleted goat. Your,
0: right. Yeah, yeah right. Take your dry log. They take soap. your beer and exit, sir. Uh,.
2: So, good old boy, Mike.
0: Well, you know, I think the one question I have for everybody at the table is, were these the same base beer and they just did something different with it? That's what I kind of thought. Sounds like it. Because, man, you talk about a vast departure, you know, how these wound up. Um, But you can kind of read through everything that's going on and, you know, see that they're actually you know from some of the base beer that's going on so i'll take these one at a time here for the bourbon the dry log bourbon yodeler oh uh, yeah <laughs> lots l o t s of alcohol <laughs> i mean i actually wrote down the word attacking and Dave was sitting beside me you with know, the first you know first to buy out of this I was, I was not by choice <laughs> <laughs> and so i looked at him and i said wow Man, this thing is loaded. And I said, it has to be at least 12%. And when Dave uh, looked at the bottle and said, it's 13.2, I'm like, wow. This is definitely, uh, yeah, I'm going to have like two ounces of this. Um, Pretty overwhelming. Um, The other taste profile was coming through, I wrote down, citrus sweet, kind of a sweet lemon. There are some varieties of lemon that are kind of on the sweeter side. Um, But, yeah, uh, that alcohol blended with the citrus. Um, there's kind of a complex sweetness quality, you know, for the bourbon uh, rendition. You know, sometimes you have a style of sugar that it's almost uh, kind of monochromatic. It's just, it's there. You've had that style of sweetness. This one is, you know, has like some layers and complexity to it. I don't know how to explain that very well, but... Um, I actually wrote down different but good. Um, If I had to look at kind of my overall assessment of this, my suds rating for the dry log bourbon is going to be a four. Uh, uh, And then we move on to the dry log ports. Wow. Um, Talk about something that changed dramatically with temperature. uh, So when we had this a little on the cooler side, I read down um, my tasting notes, lemon, lime, sweet, Um, almost like the cola, you know, sweetness that you would have uh, was kind of what struck me. Uh, It was fairly easy drinking, but it had a puckering quality to it. Um, And that's you heard us all kind of taking some sips as we uh, were going into this. And that was us all smacking our lips going, wow, man, this is definitely puckered up. Um, so the running joke we had uh, when we were drinking this is how many crackers do you have to consume to get through this beer and uh, I found myself having to fire down like at least two crackers in between each each tasting of this you know to get through it very heavy wine finish um, you know I, I think that's definitely the one thing that's just coming along and bopping you know all this you know citrus and sweetness is the porch is coming on going yo I'm here and uh, you know Uh, that's one thing that i would say if you are not a port wine lover um, this is definitely not going to be you because that is the dominating uh, tasting characteristic you're going to have through this for sure my suds rating for the dry log port is going to be a three
2: and just of note with the port, I, I try just a little bit more now as it's like really, really warmed up, and it's like balsamic vinegar to me. Really? It's just so beautiful. Yeah, um, that's
0: that's pretty spot on.
2: I, it's just to I'm me still, that's. I'm still, you right. know, yeah. To me, yeah. that's stunning, but yet I really love the diversity with just this base-style beer and putting it in two different barrels completely changed it. And also of note, they make a version of this with a Lafroy barrel. So I'm just drooling at the idea of this smoky peatiness competing with you know the sweetness of the barley wine and then what maybe Brett can do with oh, yeah. that peatiness, iodine thing. Oh, my God. Mm,
5: Tastes
0: good. That was the one thing I was going to say was left out of the bourbon was, if they had just smoked it, that would have completed the picture of something they didn't do with that beer.
2: Yeah. It would be absolutely absolutely stunning. Well, that ends another cool and crazy episode. Wow. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online, as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store.
3: We love your feedback, as long as it's positive. And you can reach us online at info at Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day. That's why they're daily at Sip, Suck, Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please take the time to rate this episode five stars if you are listening online. Five stars, five, five stars. stars, five stars five
2: well, good old boy Dave, say goodbye.
3: I don't want to say goodbye.
2: Oh, you're going to have to say goodbye. Fine, bye. <laughs> good old boy Tim.
1: I'm just here for the ale hoof.
2: <laughs> good old boy Mike.
0: I tried to make the most creative use of the word licking hole all day. And I think that I won. (laughs) Thanks for uh, joining us. Come back, join us once again. I'll ask you to keep on sipping.
2: This is good old gal, Juliana. Enjoy, keep on chugging, and we'll see you next time.